Welcome to the Swine Nutrition Black Belt Podcast, the latest swine nutrition research digested for you. Swine Nutrition Black Belt Podcast is only possible with the support and trust of innovative companies like Fibro Animal Health Corporation, Healthy Animals, Healthy Food, Healthy World, Hubbard Feeds, research-driven and focused on helping you achieve your goals. DSM Animal Nutrition and Health is shaping the future of piglet care. Animan International Supplier of Precision Minerals When most trace minerals are only bioavailable, Animan trace elements are also active in the digestive tract and permit secure piglet's gut health. I'm your host, Clayton Chastain, and today we have with us Dr. Roman Moreno, an assistant nutritionist with Seaboard Foods. So Roman, before we get started, would you mind giving the audience a short introduction about yourself? Sure. Uh, thank you for having me here. Well, just a quick introduction. I was uh, born and uh, raised in Mexico. I uh, uh, got my bachelor's degree in animal science a long time ago. After a few years, I decided to go back to school, get a, a master's in nutrition, and then I had the opportunity to work in Mexico in a large um, integrator uh, back in, in the, the Yucatan Peninsula. I worked there as a finisher supervisor, finisher farm supervisor. And after a while, I moved to the United States, had the opportunity to work for Seaboard Food as a farm manager, managed some uh, finisher farms for them. And then again, I had the opportunity to go back to school and... Um, and took that as a punishment, so I went back to uh, get my PhD in swine nutrition. And after that, I work a little bit on the commercial side of the business, selling or being a, a commercial nutritionist. And then um, the opportunity came to come back to Seaboard as a nutritionist for, for the company in 2012. So I've been doing that for uh, a little over 11 years, uh, doing a little bit of, uh, well, do the formulation, troubleshooting, uh, some research. And in general, the everyday activities that a nutritionist do in an integrated system. So I understand you have some experience with analyzing some logistical differences between pelleted feed and mash feed. So from your experience, what stands out to you as some of the more significant challenges when comparing the two feed forms? Yeah, and, and that's a very interesting um, uh, thing because, you know, we all know that pellet and mash from the nutritional standpoint are different and we're going to get different performance, growth performance. Uh, we all we are all aware for the most part of the issues that the pelleting and mash have. You know, you're going to have better feed intake with mash. You're going to have better conversion, better feed, feed intake. But, uh, better I'm going to say it again, I should say, but the problem is there are some issues with pelleting that sometimes we overlook and same with mash. So when you go back and forward between the two forms of feed, then you have issues. And the the issues I'm going to talk about or the situations that I'm going to uh, talk about are those that sometimes we don't pay too much attention when we are focusing the nutrition or the growth performance aspect of mash versus pelt. So I want to start with, with something that is very simple uh, for a nutritionist, but then may not be as simple for a feed meal uh, production guy, is the, the grinding situation when you are using mash or pellets. So 
for the most part, when you're using mash feed, your particle size has to be a little bigger, uh, larger than 600 microns, or you're going to have throwability issues. But when you have pellets, you can go a little lower, and, and you're going to have a better pellet and even better growth performance. The difference here is that you're going to invest more time and more energy in grinding that corn or milo or any grain to a smaller particle size, it can be as much as 25% more time to get the same tonnage if you're going to lower your particle size from, let's say, 700 all the way to 500 or a little under 500. So that's something that we need to consider, the extra time that you're going to invest in grinding that uh, grain to a lower particle size. And then um, after that, you just have your... uh, uh, grain on the particle size you want but then you're going to mix it and you're going to make your mash feed and then you're going to pellet the feed and in the case uh, when you're using pellets and you load the feed and everybody's happy when you're doing um, mash feed we have a set uh, a different set of problems because then you you load you, you have your mash feed and you put in the lot of beans, and it takes longer time to load the trucks. That sounds very simple, but if you're going to use 10 minutes more per truck, and you already have a constraint, you you have to have your trucks flowing, and you still take 10 minutes, additional 10 minutes per truck to load mash feed versus pellets. So just think about that. If you have, I'm just going to say a number, 24 tons, 24 trucks in a day, you're looking at 240 additional minutes just loading the truck. That can be a little bit of a problem. Uh, then you have your truck loaded, the truck goes to the farm, and I don't have any solid or hard data, but anecdotal data shows that you're going to invest twice as long at loading that much feed in a bin as opposed to pellets. So, your trucks are going to invest twice as long in the farm along that feed compared to pellets. Pellets have a lot better flowability. They go faster on the auger. Mash is a lot slower than that. So then you have to add extra time to the truck. And then uh, if we think about gestation feed, most production systems are going to put some sort of fiber in your gestation feed for reasons that are, it's, it's probably not part of this podcast, but just a quick, uh, when you put fiber, the sows are going to feel better. It's a, they feel fuller. They they relax. They don't have constipation issues. It's good for the sows. But if you think about very a very fibrous feed, it's bulkier. It's longer to load. And if you have a truck that has eight compartments, and you can put three tons per compartment, you're not going to be able to put three tons in that compartment. You're going to put 2.5, 2.7, and it's going to be full. Yeah. So you're setting trucks with less than 24 uh, tons. That brings your transportation efficiency down. And in this time, and I'm pretty sure all of you are going to share this problem or, or be aware of that, but there's not enough drivers in the, system, in, in the industry in general. Drivers are a very hot commodity. You don't have enough. 
So you're miss uh, using resources by sending a driver with a truck load that is ha doesn't have 24 tons. It has less than that. So that that can be a little bit of a problem. And those are some of the logistic issues on mash versus pellet. So mash is more difficult to handle. It takes longer time. Uh, the volume and the bulk are going to create some issues on the trucking part of the business. Uh, another thing, and I don't want to jump uh, too far ahead, but when you have mash feed, you have the risk of the feed uh, breaching or making a breach in the feed pain. So sometimes, even if you don't want to, or if you order your feed perfectly, you have enough feed for the pigs to eat. But if it breaches, if you don't find out before you go to your house after you do chores, the next day you're going to find out that your organ is running. And and, and that brings a, a running empty because the feed is breached and it's not flowing. So you have the potential of a broken over because running empty is tough on, those, uh, on the equipment. And then there's a potential of running out of feed and that creates an out-of-feed event even if you order feed you have feed available. So all those things are something that we need to consider when we go from pellets to wash or vice versa. Swine Nutrition Black Belt Podcast is only possible with the support and trust of innovative companies like Elbiotics, the postbiotic pioneer that helps maintain a healthy gut in pigs. Animan international supplier of bioavailable precision minerals to impact pigs' gut health. Novus International Inc., a leader in swine nutrition solutions driven by science. A leader in swine nutrition solutions driven by science. Novus's products and services look at the whole animal, focusing on productivity and well-being in order to feed the world affordable and wholesome food. For more information, visit Novus's website at www.novusint.com. Gotcha. Well, I believe it's all we have time for, but I appreciate you coming on and sharing uh, a different insight on this topic and kind of breaching out into some things that might not be a strictly nutrition side, but some logistical issues that are sometimes overlooked. So yeah, thank you for coming on and sharing all that with us. Well, thank you for having me here. It's always a, a pleasure to talk to you guys. And uh, well, thanks for the invitation again. Yep. And to everyone else, thank you for listening to the Swine Nutrition Black Belt podcast. Please visit us at swinenutritionblackbelt.com. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast channel so you won't miss out on the next episode. See you next week. Hey, everyone. We're always searching for the latest and greatest research to share each week. If you have a swine nutrition related research trial and would like to come on the show and share it with us, Feel free to email the details about your research to hello at wisenetics.com.